Welcome to 4-in-1 Coffee Podcast Espresso Chat. And for this week's episode, we begin with a story. This is the legend of the monster with four eyes. Once upon a time, in a not-so-distant past, there was once a monster with four eyes. Legend says that a monster, in its truest form, can send shivers down your spine. The monster was mean, ruthless, and at times, brutally honest. Many of those who encountered the monster would say that he was the reign of terror, and those who do not follow his orders will be pushed from their climb to the pinnacle of hope. Legend says that a monster roams around in his human form, but his four eyes and his evil laugh would always reveal his true nature. He would come out warm and congenial. He befriends his unsuspecting victims. And from then on, he waits and waits until he sees the poor mortal bleed. That's the time he pounces. But we know that legends are fiction and sometimes written in spite. Only those who went beyond the story would know that the monster with four eyes was a good soul in disguise. He was indeed a punisher and loathes those who refuse to grow. He hates those who enjoy their days only to pester and steal the sands of time from the guardians guiding those who seek their hopes. Legends may say that he pushes those who climb off the peak, but it was a story made by those who slip. The monster, as they call him, has his hands ready to be stretched out for those who call for help. Those who fell were freeloaders who tried to reach the summit unprepared, thinking that they can be dragged up to where they wanted to be. As he is one of the guardians of the pinnacle of hope, he comes with ample chances. From freezing time to opening one's closed doors, he makes sure that those who wanted to go further could do so with a fair fight. The journey does not have cheat codes, though. Tries are never unlimited. His laugh may sound like the voice from the underworld, like the cackles of the devil's spawn, and his words may come piercing like sharpened daggers aimed at your soul. But if it rips the veil that blinds those who climb, he would always do so. In his human form, he tries to give the best advice, but not that is laced with the poisons of toxic positivity and false hopes. In his four eyes, the monster uses them to see the best and worst in each one. He is able to know where a traveler is good at and what is holding him back. Again and again, he reminds those who wish to be on top that everyone can at their own pace with their hard work. There is a monster with four eyes. Legend says the monster, in its truest form, can send shivers down your spine. But like some of the legends, it can be fiction written by those who refuse to see the light. This is the legend of the monster with four eyes. The I've written that story for this podcast as a metaphor of who am I as an educator. 
in the eyes of many people. And it was very easy to be antagonized, you know, to be painted in bloody red with horns and pointed tails, especially when seekers do not get what they want. I come from a different generation, obviously. I'm already 27. And how we were as students is much different now than the kind of students I am facing every day. The young ones now are creative, critical, and more outspoken. Characteristics that I do love about them. However, they are also living in a time when everything is so fast and easy. That sometimes they forget that good results are a product of hard work and smart choices. I've long students. I've been described as a terror teacher. Some people would say that my standards are too high. And yes, maybe I'm too idealistic. But there were many times that I have to strike a compromise and I do not want to. And it's mainly because it's what a teacher should do. They say that students should not be left behind. But at the back of my mind, I always think, when do we teach students how to be responsible for their own success? This week has been stressful, to say the least, and it's really the reason why this podcast came in late. I've encountered many things that made me question if chasing this dream was worth it. And it is a cumulative experience for the past three years as a teacher. And it's much more difficult now, you know, being a teacher, it's much more difficult now to impose because there is a pandemic and everyone is trying to survive. I have recalibrated myself so that at the very least, I'm able to ease the burden of students trying to thrive in an online distance learning setup. I try to be more understanding, to be more considerate. We are always reminded to be accommodating. And sometimes these emotional demands could burn you out as well. As an educator, I wanted my students to do so well. I wanted them to become better people. And in order to do so, I should not be only teaching them concepts. I should also be teaching them lessons, life lessons. I want them to know that the real world demands not only effort, but also results. That is why it's not only about compliance and putting an ounce of your effort but it's always about submitting outputs that is at par to what is asked. I want them to maximize the chances that they are given because it's not always there. I want them to communicate their difficulties because we cannot help them if we don't know where the problem is. I want them to know how to follow instructions, reminding them that instructions are part of the test. They cannot impose what they want on teachers because that's not how life sometimes works. But it is hard, especially when the students refuse to see the wisdom behind it. Add to the equation overbearing parents who come to the aid of their child every time, who dislikes that their child face hardships and setbacks. You see, life is not a bed of roses and things will not always be comfortable. How do we teach kids resilience if there are adults who always interfere? And interference 
It's just the tip of the iceberg. I've experienced much worse. Whoever said the teaching was easy has never truly walked our shoes. The reality of it all is that many people look down on our profession. I have it more difficult with parents saying like, Isa mangka? Or, Bait nga maestro? Or, Ipiramana? Or, Per subject ramana? I have to face students and parents who have this to say, and I just hate listening to how they undermine the courses I teach, the profession I'm in, and worse, me as a person because of my preference and all that shit. As a newbie teacher with a different perspective, things are much more difficult for me. Many times I have to bear with the reputation of being antagonized. Well, sometimes it's helpful because... You know, being viewed as a terror teacher makes students strive. But the most difficult part of it all is that no matter what you do, they won't see that you genuinely care. I've always dealt with people who hate me for the slightest of reasons. And I don't mind, to be totally honest, but what I do not like is painting me negatively, yet people refuse to grow up or even be better. So yeah, I'm a monster with big lips and four eyes. And this week, I'm frustrated and tired and it's so overwhelming. You know, two things I hate about adulthood is one, when my plans are all messed up. You know, I wanted, this week I wanted to do a lot of things. Like, you know, part of it is like reading a book. And finishing stuff that I stuff that I haven't done and completed yet, you know, and writing my blog. But the job, as I've known, is demanding. It really requires so much from you. And number two, what I don't like about adulthood is that I tend to question myself a lot, and right now I do. I'm drowning with so many questions in my head that I'm using this podcast to just put it out there. You know, I wanted to help students. I wanted them to do so well. I wanted them to become better people. But I catch myself asking whether the students are also helping themselves. Because, you know, there are you know, there are students who flunk just because they're really, they're trying, but they just can't. But there are students who can, but just don't and just won't. So I'm, I'm asking whether they're helping themselves, those who are example number two. When do I draw the line? This, and when when do I say it's enough? Why am I always at the wrong side of the fence or wanting kids to learn from their shortcomings? How long should I be patient and compassionate? How long should I wait? Should I keep giving until I'm all consumed? Do I always have to bend my knees for parents who think they can impose their, role, their rules on us? No, when is enough? Lastly, I still ask myself, balancing all of my experiences, 
just being here worth it. I'm living my dream. And I know I'm and I see that I saw this coming before I pursued living the life of a teacher. But the question is, am I at the right place? And is this still worth it? And I hope it is. So I hope that students who listen to this podcast right now, I hope you try to be better. You have to be more responsible. You have to take responsibility towards your success. The teachers are also human beings. They could get fed up. They could get pissed. They could get tired. And the world does not revolve around your whims as well. So just as others are also trying to thrive, you also need to thrive as well. You know, you cannot always have a lousy excuse and expect to pass. And for parents who are also listening, I hope that you don't shield your kids from negative experiences such as failures, setbacks, because once they learn from this experience, they become better individuals. They now know their weaknesses and we need to support them as adults. We need to be there for them in order for these children to overcome their faults, their failures, and come out stronger and better. And for my fellow teachers, I have the highest respects for all of you. You know, this job requires so much passion and so much dedication and we have to be more than just teachers. We become parents, mediators, guidance counselors even. And I just cannot fathom how senior teachers were able to survive in this profession and still have the same earnest burning passion in them after all of those years. Because sometimes as a newbie teacher, I tend to lose heart sometimes and I'll be honest with that so my biggest respects to my teacher and shout out also to my monster teachers who were really some of the best people that I've known you know the teachers that most students are scared of they're the teachers that I really really like um so I thank them I thank most of my teachers for helping me build who I am today and I do apologize if I was once also a very, very nasty student. This might be my karma after all of those years. But yeah, thank you so much to all of my teachers for being patient with me and for always understanding and for helping me grow as an individual. I owe my success to all of you. So thank you so much for being with me. As I unload some of the things that I really wanted to put out there. So this is your sweet and fabulous coffee podcaster DJ who's not so bright and smiley throughout this week. And I hope you had a wonderful week. And may the week, the coming week, be bright and better. Yes.